Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Hey there, Glenn. Good morning. Mikey, good morning, good morning. You know, we might have to start learning different languages as as we're getting connections and finding out some of our, our listener base to Sober.Coffee podcast. You know, almost 7% comes from the United Kingdom. Really now? We're and then we have, you know, Germany, Mexico, okay. New Zealand, India. It's awesome. I, I'm gonna have to work on. I'm gonna have to brush up on my. What, what's that? Uh, what's that language course that they advertise all the time? I have no idea, but yeah. they they should probably be a sponsor. That's right. Soon we'll be out in other interpretations of sober coffee. Uh, totally. And uh, hey, if you ever want to reach out to us, um, it's anonymous. Uh, it's the email address is podcast at sober coffee. Yeah. Uh, we, we love hearing from folks. We've uh, had some great engagements, and it's all anonymous. Right. We will not share anybody's, you know, because sometimes emails, you know, has people's last names and stuff. We, right. we, we are not interested in that at all. We keep it totally anonymous. Yeah. Hey, and a shout out to those that have supported this endeavor. Amen. You know, it, uh, we've got production time and coffee host, kitty, uh, coffee kitty, hosting fees, and all that kind of stuff. We don't make any money doing this. We're probably not good enough to make any money doing it, but um, it's certainly not a career. But, but hey, thank you very much for everyone who supported us on this journey. It's, so we really appreciate it. Tell, tell your mom, since she's our biggest yeah, listener, right. tell her to hit the coffee kitty. Will That's you? right. Exactly. Come on, Mom. Glenn, Glenn will say, uh, wow, did you see the downloads yesterday? I'll yeah. say, thank, thank you, Mom. Thank you, Mom. That's great. That's great. All right, man. I love getting in the uh, coffee shop with you, Mike. Always yeah. great to get our favorite table and full cup of coffee. Yeah, so there's a uh, there's a foreigner song. I know uh, uh, there's a song for every topic we have here. But uh, well, let, 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 yeah, let, go ahead. I have to stop you. Go so ahead. We we recently did uh, a show on surrender. That's right. Right, and and you mentioned the the cheap trick song surrender. Surrender. So so the uh, guy from Cheap Trick called me up this week. He goes, "Hey man, you know." He goes, "Our our like downloads for our song went up, you know, three million last week." And he he goes, "I think it was because of your podcast." And I'm like. That's right. Yeah, no. I don't think, yeah, <laughs> that totally didn't happen. Right. Um, this week, <laughs> this week, our our song of the day is from Foreigner. The damage is done. Oh, damage! The damage is done. A great Foreigner song. So, um, yeah, we did some damage along the way, huh, Glenn? <sighs> you know what? It's you know it's just amazing, and and you know we don't focus a lot on how much time sobriety, but it helps put some things into perspective. You know, I got you know six plus years and. You know, I am just now starting to see some of the damage that I did when I was drinking to those people around me. Um, you know, but but probably to kick it off, you know, I'm reminded story in the big book, and I don't know the page. I should have done my homework and have the page. But there's a story in the big book about a guy that comes out of the tornado shelter, mm-hmm. and um, and he goes, "Look, Ma, the wind stopped blowing." You know. And, and he's ready to go on with his life. Meanwhile, you know, if you look around the town, the whole town's been devastated. Know, just, oh, plowed over, devastated. And yet he's like happy as can be. The wind's over, and I'm just going to go about my day. And um, I mean, it's kind of silly, 
But that's exactly what I did, relapse after relapse. You know, I'd come out of another hospital, come out of another program, and I'd be like, okay, let's get back to work. You know, I'd start working 12-hour days, and I'd start being productive again. And, and meanwhile, everything and everybody around me was still in disarray, just plowed over. You know, and I, it, as I look back, it's just amazing my mental space, you know, and, and, and the ego. Right, it's it's like, hey, it's my world. You're just living in it, you know. And those those things that happen, not my bad. Those things that happen, that car repossessed, that had nothing to do with my drinking. <laughs> right, uh, that's good. And, and so many times, I would just brush it over, and you know, I mean, I'm sure that happened to a lot of people. I hear a lot of stories, and and you know, I just dive right back into it, right? Um, <clears throat> you know, and through the process of sobriety through the process of working these steps over time you know as i work my living amends and build relationships with people that i that i want in my life that are very important and purposeful for me um you know i'm just starting to see you know the uh, damage um but the first time you know if i can share this story with you the the first time i really noticed it um you know and i wish i had taken better notes Right, I, I, I have general time frames. I wish I had a calendar. I wish I had time frames, you know, written down. But I think it was at the two and a half year mark, roughly. You know, my uh, two daughters. Um, you know, I mean, they are they are a major source of purpose for me. I just love them dearly. And and yes, for many years, I chose alcohol over them. Period. Um, I own that today. Mm-hmm. Um, I live differently today, and and they are, without a doubt, a driving force of my purpose. They're they're grown. I mean, they're they're in their twenties now, right? Um, so, you know, I, you know, a lot of I, I wasn't drunk a lot of times in front of them. They 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 have some memories, but not a ton of memories of me being drunk. I did a lot of my drinking outside of them, right? But my biggest thing for them is I wouldn't show up. Mm-hmm. I'd be too drunk to show up. I'd be too hungover to show up. I would prioritize booze over going to events. Um, you know, I went to a couple events severely hungover. Um, I went to a couple events, you know, yes, intoxicated, but, you know, didn't necessarily make a jerk out of myself, right? But they knew it. I knew it. Everybody knew it. Um, but I was MIA. Mm-hmm. So, so it, wasn't, it wasn't what they saw. It was what they didn't see. That's a great way to put it, Mikey. Um, it, it, it's they, they didn't see me so um, you know so when I started getting sober um, you know there was a period of time we didn't really have connections and then little by little right they started okay I'll, I'll give dad a chance and um, so it was about two and a half year mark you know I was going to have lunch with my daughter and we had a lunch date for 12 o'clock and and my my daughter was in the habit of Verifying, validating that I was going to be there, right? Confirming. And, um, you know, we were having lunch on Sunday at noon, and, you know, I, went, I was going to church beforehand, right? So I go into church, and I leave my phone in the car. Um, and then I come out, and I'm leaving from church to go right to lunch, right? I, I get out of church by 11 or whatever. I'm going to drive to lunch. So I get in my car. I look at my phone, and there's text there's phone calls, you know, voicemail, and, and, and my interpretation of it, my daughter was hysterical because she was confirming our lunch and 
I wasn't responding. Mm. And and my immediate impact was, you know, I first of all, my, my immediate impact is, why are you upset, right? And it hit me at that time, the damage of my behavior when I was drinking, mm-hmm. right? Of what the impact of my being MIA and not showing up for things and her wanting me to show up for things and yet me not showing up, the impact that that had on her. <clears throat> so I immediately called her. I said, I am so sorry, honey. I said, I was in church. I left my phone in the car. Can't wait to see you for lunch. And that was two and a half years sober, sure. roughly, you know? Right. And, um, and it's just amazing because, like, our first reaction you know, and, and I hear a lot of people in the room. In fact, I heard a guy recently, you know, he's coming up on a year. In fact, he just had a year sober. And he's outlining or dictating how his wife should react to him and his one-year sobriety. I'm like, that is not how this works, right? Um, the, the best conversation I ever overheard was between a sponsor and sponsee. And the guy's got three months sober. And he says to the sponsor, he goes, hey, look, man, my wife's checking up on me. She doesn't believe me. You know, she doesn't trust me. You know, come on, man. It's 90 days, three months I've been sober, and she doesn't trust me. You know, how long do I got to put up with that shit? And he very calmly, wisely looked at him, and he goes, until. He goes, well, what do you mean until? He goes, I'm telling you. Three months. I have told her the truth for three months. I have done what I said I'm going to do for three months. You got to be kidding me. Again, sponsor just kept it, you know, a lot better than I would because I would have <laughs> gone off on the guy. But very just wisely just said, until. And, and he said it four or five times. And, and, you know, that hit me is it's not my time frame anymore, right? I'm not coming out of the tornado shelter you know, and look at all the devastation I did and tell everybody how they should react to the cyclone that I just came through. Well, you right? know, it's it's that, Glenn. It's also understanding what the damage is. You know, I, uh, I have my own perception of what damage I did. And uh, when we came to... It might be wrong. Yeah, no, totally. And that's my exactly my point, you know, to work in effective step eight and step nine. You know, I... Uh, I haven't done step nine with my kids yet, and I've got a couple few years in this program, and I'll tell you why I haven't done it. Um, we've had lunches, and yes, I've said I'm sorry, but I don't feel it's ever really done because the more that we have a real relationship now, the more I understand what where their pain points are. You know, my, my son, it was, the, um, uh, it was the broken pizza stone, right? So I had no idea that that impacted him mm. as a young lad, that in my anger, I broke a pizza stone. I, I just counted that as dad. Just a reaction. Just a reaction. Yep. Okay. Move on. Um, I didn't know that. My daughter, it was, uh, you know, uh, I joked about it at the beginning, you know, it was the car repossession. She came into me and, you know, this last time I had coffee with her and she said, you know, I said, we're, we're you know, trying to get to where the pain points were. And it was, you know, she was she was packed up in the car for a college visit, and uh, the tow truck came and towed the car out of the driveway. You know, mm. um, that to me, that wasn't my fault. That was the that was the leasing agent's fault that they did that, right? So they got it wrong. They got it wrong. So to me, it was, it's it's understanding. It's the more I can convey and communicate with my wife, the more 
I realized those little damage points that I did. Now I can really make restitution or amends for those by being sincere about what their pro- you know what what their perception was. Yeah, so I like how you brought out the you know eight to nine step. You know, and I'm a proponent. You know, folks can go back and listen to um, to our episodes on step eight and step nine. Um, I think the precursor to that is a you got to work all the steps in front of eight and nine. Right. Uh, that helps you with living amends. It helps you know folks see you changing and living differently. Right. Um, and I think that that really matters. That that helps. You, because you know what, and, and you also mentioned words. People were sick and tired of my words because they meant zero. In fact, if I said something, the opposite was probably going to happen. Um, just because people just didn't believe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, quick story, you know, it's just recently, you know, in um, Disney with family reunion and my two daughters were there, right? So, I've noticed over the last six months or so that, you know, one, I'm spending time with my daughters in more of a living environment, not just a restaurant dad, because I was a restaurant dad for years. Mm. Um, and, and when you're in a living environment and having fun and relaxed and, you know, my, my wife is a question generator. She loves to question. And so when just engaging in normal conversation with my daughters, right, they're more relaxed, less calculated things come up about what Glenn and did and did not do, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there's some painful stories that come out, mm-hmm. right? And reality is not necessarily my reality. Mm-hmm. And I know you have stories like that too. And, and you know, how, how I perceive things, you know, isn't reality. So, mm-hmm. you know, they have brought up situations that are painful for me to be reminded of, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and I'm very aware of my reaction. Mm-hmm. First thing I do is not react mm-hmm. because it's not, you know, I'm dealing with their reality, not mine. But, you know, and, and there's some painful things mm-hmm. that come up and, and they're said very matter-of-factly from them. They're not trying to hurt. They're not trying to jab me. They're just telling the story the way they see the story un- that, that unfolded for them. So I remind myself that, hey, Glenn, just sit back, take it. Yeah. Just absorb, don't react, don't respond. Don't challenge. Don't correct. You know, that's, they're sharing their reality. And that's a big thing for me is, you know, just sit and take it. Absolutely. And, and you know, back to the pizza stone, you know, here's <laughs> the yeah, here's the result of the pizza stone. You know, the pizza stone is that, and, and this is what the program has done for me. So, you know, I can sincerely apologize when I realize just how deeply that affected my son, right? And, and the net result is... Our hugs are just a little longer now, you know. There's a little more. Man, that's proof. That that's that's proof right there because they were they were soft and shallow before, and and now they're a little bit longer, and that's a, that's a combination of time, uh, and understanding, a true appreciation of what his feelings were before I went and just said, oh yeah, okay, well sorry about that stone dude, you know. Let's move on. Come on, it's a yeah, pizza stone. Get over you know? it. Get over you know, it. Get over it. No, you know, that's to him, goes, to him it was important. So. You know, yeah, it was neat. You know, and and um, you know, just you know, again, spending time with them, and, and I mean, certainly the the promises are coming true, and I'm living differently today. I mean, that's what this program has really afforded me. But you know, I'm working with a guy, you know, and and it's 
it's such a challenge to work with this guy because I'm looking in the mirror. Mm. You know, I'm just really looking at how I used to behave and look at things. And, you know, he's had some disastrous relapses, you know, and he's got an eight and 10 year old kid, right? And I'm like, look, man, I said, you know, you're really, you know, what you're doing is, is, is having an impact on those kids. And he goes, ah, no, it's not. He goes, they, they won't don't remember. They, don't, they know. don't know. Right. They won't remember. Oh, they know. <clears throat> and, and I said, dude, you know, just a little pulse check. I said, I am just learning now at over six years of sobriety the damage I did to my kids. And I can assure you that they know. Mm-hmm. I can assure you that they will remember. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the stories that we hear, my own story and stories that we hear in the room, you know. Um, but one of the reminders <clears throat> as I sit and take it, um, I'm reminded that I'm forgiven. Mm-hmm. I have faith in this program. I have faith in that eight to nine step. And I have faith and belief that, you know, when I made amends mm-hmm. and they say, Dad, it's all good. Love who you are today. Love who you're becoming. Mm-hmm. It's all good. I have faith that that is true and that I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven by my higher power and I'm forgiven by, by them. Well, um, I, think you're, I think you're forgiven because your actions are are. You know, backing up your your words. You know, my grandmother said, "Rest her soul." She said, "Being sorry doesn't help." You know, I'd say, "Oh man, sorry about that." She says, "No, being sorry doesn't help. What you do about what you just did, changing behavior, changing your behavior." And I think that's where like where that. you can grab onto and really embrace the fact that you're, you know, you are forgiven because, you know, your actions are now different than what they were when we were out there doing damage. You know, doing damage to everybody. I mean, we st- I still make mistakes, right? Um, maybe I s- break the pizza stone by by accident. By accident, but, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but I'm certainly not going to yield my temper around a clay pizza stone again. Yeah, but I think as you do living amends and live differently, people in general see your intentions, mm-hmm. right? They they see over time who you really are and what you really are trying to do and what your purpose really is so when you do swing and miss yeah like right. i do right like you do mm-hmm. um people are more apt to forgive us especially when we try to keep our side of the clean street clean and say mm-hmm. look i'm sorry i said that i didn't mean right. to say that i shouldn't have said that I was, that was reactive right mm-hmm. um so i need to finish with this um you know so we were in disney you know with with you know, the whole family reunion, there were 22 of us, but there were my, you know, two daughters there. And I just, really cool time. And so my um, my oldest, who is going to get married next year, um, you know, she, she looked up at me and she said, she said, hey, Dad, would you do this Disney stuff with me and our kids when we get to that point? Hmm. And man, I'll tell you what, I mean, I'm getting choked up right now. I had to, I had to turn and look away because that's the promise is coming true. You know, A, that she wanted to include me. She saw value in including me. Um, I always joke about being on the B team, right? Yeah, right. Um, but, but she wanted to include me. Um, but, but then more so, she had the level of confidence to know that I would be there. Mm-hmm. 
That's powerful stuff. You know, so, man, I, I just love how this stuff works. I love having coffee and just kind of plowing through and exploring some of this stuff and things that come up in our lives and on the sober path of recovery, man. I, I just love doing this with you. And the promises do come true. You know, I've uh, I've always, uh, I've, I've never stopped my level of love for, for my son I referenced earlier. But uh, now the promises are coming true. I'm now starting to feel loved by him. Uh, and and that's a gift I just can't uh, I can't put a value on. Yeah, it means so much. And, and w- one of the things with the promises, and you know, we, we've certainly uncovered that in several episodes. But they will always materialize if we you know, work for them. Sometimes quickly, sometimes yeah. or, or mostly slowly. I hate to right. change the words, man, yeah, but for right. me, mostly slowly. But they will always materialize if we work for them. If we so, work for them. Thanks, Glenn. Let's Great get session. back to work, man. Let's keep working them. Sounds Thanks, good, man. man. All right. Talk to you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.